Welcome to La Cura Podcast, Decolonizing Latinx Health and Reclaiming Traditional Healing. This is your host, Francisca Porches Coronado. La Cura Podcast is a project of Mi Gente in collaboration with Resilient Strategies. Saludos, everyone. As we navigate this challenging moment in history at scale, and at a profoundly personal and physiological level, we have created a community care series here at La Cura Podcast as an offering to you and as an offering to us all. We have called on our own community to make these offerings in the form of prayer, meditation, ritual, poetry, and song. We are engaging in the intentional practice of building resilience. We believe Resilience is orienting towards life. It is taking the time and committing ourselves to building enough bandwidth to fill what bleak possibilities are in front of us without withering our relationship to joy, to purpose, to meaning-making, and to possibility. So join us and let's engage in this intentional practice of resilience building together. My name is Bianca Gregg. I live here in Asheville, North Carolina, and I am a revolutionary mother and I'm a therapist, social worker. I was raised in a multicultural and multi-ethnic home uh, where we were encouraged to celebrate our identities at home. Being raised with multiple influences of identity caused some confusion and conflict both internally and in my outside world. I was born and raised on the border city of El Paso, and I have ancestral roots in Mexico, Spain, and Germany. Through my own healing and learning, I'm on a continuous and ever-evolving journey of how to embrace and love my whole self while I raise multiracial children with my supportive partner and community in the Appalachian Mountains. I have my own private practice called Simeas Counseling and Consulting, where I work with children and families. And um, I also do some consulting in schools around equity and what that looks like in supporting our teachers. I'm also a co-founder for Colorful Pages Coalition, which is a local organization here in Asheville. We aim to change and enhance classroom libraries in local schools to be more reflective of all children. So we supply local schools with um, books that feature Black, Indigenous, and children of color, all written by Black, Indigenous, and people of color authors. Everything that's kind of going on right now, um, I'm a parent of two young children, a almost five-year-old and a one-year-old. It's been challenging, and I just wanted to share some things almost as a reminder to myself as well. And to share with a greater community and hopefully there's a couple nuggets in here that um, resonate. Um, The first thing that I have found to be incredibly helpful for myself and my family is actually talking about the virus. Um, Even though my kids are relatively young, I 
I know that they are picking up on my energy and my partner's energy and then the collective energy um, that's just happening right now across our globe. So, you know, we've described it in very simple terms, but I do feel like there's such power in being able to invite them to talk about it and ask questions. Um, and I, I do feel like it's how much you want to share with them. Your children is a very personal choice, but I think it's something that can really open up um, opportunities for them to share and express feelings that might be manifesting in other ways. So another thing that might come up with that are uncomfortable thoughts or feelings that they might express. And I would like to encourage parents um, to just hear and validate those feelings that your child might be expressing or experiencing um, because we want, I think it's really important that we let our children know that even if the feeling is uncomfortable, like the feeling is a hundred percent valid and it is okay. Like there are no bad feelings. Yes. There's uncomfortable and hard feelings, but none of the feelings are bad and they're not wrong and they're totally okay. So if they're talking about feeling upset that they have to be home all the time, like, you know, I think if sometimes we just attach this personal connotation to feelings that come up um, with people that are especially close to us, I think trying to detach from that and and just validating that experience for them um, can be a very powerful tool as a parent. I also want to put out an invitation. This is really hard for me to do, honestly, is an invitation to put our phones away. Um, but also don't beat yourself up about it. We can find routines and rhythms that work for you and your family and your situation. You know, like depending on if you're working all over the time, putting your phone away for part of the day might not actually be realistic or accessible to you. So maybe it looks something like um, you explain to your coworkers or your boss and ask for some flexibility and explain that I will not be taking any work calls until after nine in the morning. Um, so setting some boundaries around the phone, I have noticed just more relaxation in my body when I am less plugged in literally to my phone or to an electronic device. Um, And that's my invitation too, is just to notice, like notice your body when you are on your phone or attached to your phone. Um, And then notice your body when you're not. And like, just remain curious. It's not really about judging that experience. It's really just about being curious and noticing it and and then just going with what feels good for you and what, what you need to do. And we don't have to figure it all out right away. You know, it's, it's an experiment and it is okay to misstep. And so speaking of misstepping, <laughs> because that will happen as parents, we will make mistakes. We will yell. We will get upset, become annoyed. Um, and I think that's normal and valid and important to talk about. 
So when this happens, because it will happen, I think the repair with our children is very powerful and just as important because we're modeling to them, right, what healthy conflict can look like. So modeling to them what a genuine apology looks like. Today I told my son, um, I'm so sorry I yelled. I should not have done that. What I should have said instead, and then I explained to him what I really wanted to say instead of what actually came out. And then there are some actions that we can also do that can couple the words and the language of repair. So like, you know, consensual hugging and snuggling with our children. Um, Playing, like child-led play is incredibly powerful for them. And then even something as simple as warm eye contact or reading them a book um, could be a short, you know, little board book you have them laying around. Um, And then something also is I would invite you to tell your children, like when you are needing that time and space or explain to them, like, I am having a moment right now and I need my space. I love you. And I will be back in what five minutes or, you know, and, and do that. Take your time, go into your bedroom and take that time for yourself, collect yourself so that we're not then projecting our own trauma and our own stuff onto our kids and to our, onto our babies. Just if you have the ability to play on the land, I would say like take even a 10 minute break from whatever it is that you're doing. Um, whether it be working and also working to care for your children, which I know a lot of, a lot of parents are doing, are doing it all at this point. Um, so I invite you to play on the land together and just really ground yourself in that actual energy that the land has to offer and continues to offer us. Um, and I would also say the biggest thing is to practice love and grace and forgiveness for yourself um, and on yourself. There's so much power in doing our healing work in front of our own children and babies. Like they're witnessing of this. Uh, It shows them really what self-love and self-forgiveness is all about. And what what an opportunity. Like to be doing that right now, I feel like there's just going to be a lot of opportunities to pra- to be able to practice that in the coming days and weeks and perhaps even months. I also wanted to invite you all to, um, there is a collective of us coming together. We're calling ourselves the Coping with Corona Collective. And if you go to the website of Depayat Consulting, depayatconsulting.org is the website you'd want to check out. And with just a few minutes left, it feels appropriate and really good to just um, walk you through maybe just a, a quick body scan, something that's really accessible to any of us at any time of the day. And I notice that when I do this myself, um, 
I don't always get to the end of my body scan, but I probably 98% of the time when I do it, I notice a part of my body that I I then release. And the more you do it and practice it, the more um, second nature it becomes, first nature it becomes. So I always like to start at the top of my head, but you can start really wherever you want. Um, And I just try to make every part of my body as I go down, you know, you can pick any number, but 70% more relaxed than it is right now. So start at the crown of your head and then notice your eyes and see if you can make your eyes 70% more relaxed. And the jaw, the jaw is a big one. Just notice if you can unclench and then move onto your shoulders and your arms, your arm muscles, your biceps, and even your stomach. Like we are taught to hold in our stomach and suck it in. And so just literally just let it all out, let it completely relax. Even go to your butt cheeks. I notice that I sometimes tend to clench my butt cheeks, especially when I'm cooking. It's that time of the day and it's five o'clock and it's witching hour. So just relax. Release any tension in your backside. See if you can make your body as a whole just feel 50 to 60% lighter more relaxed. Just notice your breath. Notice if it's become deeper. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You can just notice what it's like. That body scan is really a quick practice that you can do in your head. Do half of it or all of it or a portion of it, um, depending on preference and where you might know your um, tense zones in your body to be. Like I always start mine towards the upper body because I hold a lot of stress in my shoulders, um, but maybe you hold more stress in another part of your body. So just invite you to... Just notice your body more over the next few days and um, try some body scans even before bed to kind of literally rewire your brain um, to be able to do that during the day when we are really in the thick of parenting and working all at the same time. Um, And thank you so much for having me on. I hope to come back again soon. And I hope you all take good care of yourselves um, during this time. Really, really sending you all so much love and healing. Thank you for listening to La Cura Podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, edited by Lourdes Hernandez. Music is by Rafael Maya. Find us on social media at La Cura Podcast and at Con Mi Gente, C-O-N-M-I-J-E-N-T-E. Please rate us, 
subscribe so that you are notified as soon as the newest episode drops and share your favorite episodes with your friends.